Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We're laughing because Ali said, hold on, I have to yawn. She yawned, forgetting how contagious <laughs> yawns are. And I can see her and hear her on the screen. And so she starts recording and I'm yawning. And so we're laughing about the fact that oh, we no. were starting with the yawn. And then we're not bored. It's just no. one of those days. <laughs> it's just morning being alive <laughs> on planet Earth. <laughs> so I'm yawning. Yeah. And some days are just like that. You just yeah. yawn. That's the way it goes. For sure. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm being good. Um, Oh, last episode, we talked about this guy. I can't really lift up my sleeve to show you, but my tattoo is is here. It's peeling already, which means it's going to be healed (laughs) soon. And I love her. I'm so happy with her. Um, If you want to see it, go follow Allie on Twitter because she's posted pictures there. I posted a bunch of pics. Um, But yeah, so today I wanted to talk about um, tattoos. So we've done that. And now I wanted to talk about, <laughs> um, I've been thinking a lot recently about, um, I mean, I spend all of my time thinking about underrepresented people in WordPress and like how we can serve them better and how we can bring more people in and all those sorts of things. And I think that I've met so many people, um, in tech who work in tech, who are black, who are women, um, you know, all of those things, um, who work in other industries, maybe don't work in WordPress, but, you know, work with other softwares or things like that. Um, and WordPress is so unique in that we're so kind of community focused and a lot of the benefit of working in this community is, or working with this software is the community. And there are so many things that you then get back out of that community in a professional sense, as well as a personal sense. And I think that that's really difficult for people from the outside to see, right? So if you walk up to someone and you say, hey, you should contribute to this software, to them, a lot of times it sounds like, hey, you should come do free work, right? And it's hard enough as an underrepresented person to break into I mean, any industry in America, but, Mm -hmm. you know, tech specifically. So to go up to someone and say, hey, you should volunteer your time to work toward this project with the promise of maybe later on down the line getting various, you know, benefits from that. That's really difficult for people to kind of wrap their minds around. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that's kind of one of the like marketing problems that the WordPress Foundation has at the moment, where it's like we don't sell contributing as as broadly as we could. That's a, that's mm-hmm. kind of a whole other conversation. But so today I really wanted to talk about what the benefits are of contributing to a professional in this community, right? Like if you're um, being paid to contribute, that's, that's a whole different thing. Or if you're semi-retired and you contribute because you love what you do, that's a whole other thing. But if you're mm-hmm. a young black woman coming out of college with a computer science degree, right? Why should you contribute? Um, and I think there are lots of reasons for that. And there are, there are people, I can't say too much at the moment, but there are people who are trying to, um, make those benefits more apparent. And so I just wanted to talk to you about like, I mean, we can really only speak anecdotally, but like, what are the Mm -hmm. benefits of contributing 
in a professional mm-hmm. sense, right? So uh, first I want to interrupt you about the word should, if I can interject mm-hmm. really quick. Yeah. I hate the word should because it implies that somebody else has to be doing something which may or may not benefit them, right? So I, and we use it, I mean, we use it meaning like, oh, this is a great idea for you. You should do this. Mm. But the true meaning of the word should actually puts a burden on the other person Mm. of your intention, not their own intention, right? So I, I try to remove the word should and say, here are opportunities that can benefit you if you yeah. choose to take advantage of them, um, which is a lot longer than just say should. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's but such have, a great, that's such a great distinction. Thank you for, I've really never, ever thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's so interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, I especially think about it as, as a woman, when somebody says, oh, women should do this or women, like if you take out the word you and put a general class of people, like if I said to you, oh, black people should X, Y, Z, you immediately be like, excuse me, the white <laughs> woman just told the black woman what, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I try to take the word shit out and just present opportunities and explain why they can be beneficial. Yeah. The other word, I, before I get off my soapbox, the other word I hate is just, and you did not say it. So, um, but somebody <laughs> said to me over the last weekend, I'm just a fill in mm-hmm. the blank, right? And I hate when people say I'm just anything because it belittles yourself mm-hmm. and it takes um, it takes power. It takes your own power away. So I just wanted to put that in there too, as, as long as I had my word soapbox out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're not just women. We're not just, uh, I, I hate, especially when somebody says I'm not a developer, I'm just a WordPress mm. user or whatever. Mm-mm. You're not just anything. You are a WordPress user. Own it. So anyway, okay. Back to the whole <laughs> benefits of contributing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. I think that, uh, I, I stumbled into it myself, just to, uh, I mean, a little bit of my backstory. I, I'm a, if, it's all over the internet. If anybody knows me, they know that it started with spaghetti. And <laughs> that's how I got into WordPress. Uh, but the guy who was running the local meetup came back to a meetup one time and he's like, hey, I just got back from WordCamp Toronto. And he spreads all this cool stickers and swag on the table. He's like, hey, if you guys want anything, take it. And I'm like, a GoDaddy sticker? Like, how would anybody, like, I've seen them on the Super Bowl commercials. Like, <laughs> how would anybody get a GoDaddy sticker? Like, that was, like, super cool to me. And it was just a sticker, right? I mean, and of course, now, like, years later, I have so much swag and whatever. But but the idea that there were these things you could go to to meet people, and I'm not even talking about contributing, just, like, showing up and being in the room and learning from all these people from whatever. It was, like, $25 for a day. It was, like, insanely easy to attend. No, take out the travel costs and everything else. I understand that there's more to it than that. But the opportunity for you not to have to spend hundreds of thousands, you know, hundreds of dollars just for the ticket yeah, made it so much more accessible to a single mom like me um, at the time. And then you go back and I think, and I actually go there and I start to like meet people and network. And, you know, fast forward two years, I, I'm at WordCamp US and I meet Andrea Middleton and I'm like, hey, we're thinking about maybe someday having a WordCamp in Rochester. And she's like, why wait? Just do it anyway. And like, okay. So the next day we had WordCamp Rochester. And I start speaking at different WordCamps because I get this like bug in me mm-hmm. and I'm loving meeting people and I'm loving building my network and learning skills that I was freelancing at the time, like really elevated what I was doing 
for my customers and my clients. And then I, at a WordCamp, meet the people at GiveWP. And within four months, was working full-time at GiveWP, which then helped me catapult into even more of the roles that I have now. And so when people say like, you know, how, how is it that you know everybody in WordPress? Because I took a chance. I started listening. I started attending. I got into the Slack communities. I wish that I had a mentor that had said, here's all the different like ways that you can be involved and all the different opportunities you have to grow in all these different directions. I didn't have that person. I think in some ways you and I serve it like in this podcast, like hopefully we give people some of those ideas. And um, although we're not officially mentoring anybody that at least they're kind of able to kind of take some of those things and move forward with them. Um, but yeah, I think that there's lots of opportunities for people to grow, whichever, maybe you don't want to work for another company. Maybe you want to continue to grow your own a freelance business, or you want to start to build people in underneath you and build your own agency empire or whatever <laughs> it is. You can still um, do that. There's so many paths to growth and potential mm -hmm. within the WordPress community and contributing, attending, all of those things help you or can help you achieve that if you have a basic idea of how to move forward. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. I, I rambled a lot. No, you, you totally did. last week. I ram I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> no, you totally did. And like everyone's, ex it's so bizarre in this community too. Like everyone's experience is so different, but also exactly the same, right? Like <laughs> so much of your experience resonates with me. Like I attended my first WordCamp and I had already you know, started working at a company that used WordPress, hated it. And so I was freelancing and I was struggling with that. And, you know, going to my first couple of events, just that in and of itself, again, like you were saying, for the price of nothing is, I'm not nothing, for a much cheaper price than you might pay to go to other larger like industry conference, blah, blah, blahs. I learned so much and I had direct line of communication. Like I could go up to a speaker after their talk and say, Hey, I didn't understand that bit. Can you maybe sit down with me and help? like the people that are there are, are there to help you. And I constantly compare WordCamps to one of the only other tech conferences I've ever attended in person. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to badmouth the people that ran it because that's has any, my experience had nothing to do with them, but it was a gigantic like 1500 people conference, huge and sponsored by, you know, Google, Apple, um, Stripe, PayPal, like the big, big, big companies, right? The global companies. And it was supposed to be specifically for women in technology. And it was awful. I hated it because it was so big that I felt like this itty bitty little grain of sand that like I, I couldn't connect to anybody. Everyone who was there was very much focused on like, well, I'm here so that I can go to the sponsor table at Apple and talk to someone and try to get a job there. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it was it was more of like this big career fair which is not how it was like advertised. It was advertised as like right. a networking education opportunity. And it was this giant corporate career fair. And yeah. I didn't connect with anyone. I tried to, um, 
the speakers were very like they got up, they spoke and they vanished. Right. Like they were not wow. there to chat with people. They were there to give their presentation or whatever. Um, and it was so cold and so impersonal. And I'm sure that tons of women got jobs from that fair. I'm sure that that served the purpose for them. For me, I it just felt like such a waste because it was like I learned a few things, but it was all just so lofty. Right. And the benefit of not only like going to a word camp, but like being active on Twitter, contributing in the make WordPress Slack is you have a direct line of communication with other people who have the context of I'm here to help other people. Right. Like you said, we don't have really like official mentor, mentee, matching program sorts of things. But I have so many mentors in this community. I have so many people that I can go to and ask for help and say, you know, even if I just post on Twitter and say, hey, I'm using this plugin and it's doing this weird thing. Has anyone experienced this? I'm going to get like 10 replies from people who are interested in helping me. It's so rare to get that anywhere else, right? It's so rare to have yeah, there's just this direct line to all of these other people who know what you're going through and who are invested in your success if you ask for it. And it does take mm-hmm. asking a couple of times, you know, to get that integration and to get people to hear you. Um, but I feel like the benefit of this community really is the people. Mm-hmm. And through the people, you can learn any skill that you want right? Like if you are looking to become like the greatest PHP developer in the whole world, there are people in this community who are willing to help you with that. If you're a marketer and you're using WordPress to achieve your goals of becoming, you know, getting a senior marketing manager position at XYZ company, there are people who have that experience and who are here to help you with that. Um, The cost to entry for all of these skills. and, And I mean, even the software in and of itself, if you're sitting down and building a site, um, as a marketer, the things that you need to do that are so affordable, not only financially, but like, there are so many resources out there to help you. You know, if you're sitting down with a theme or a plugin or something for the first time that you're unfamiliar with, I guarantee there's like eight courses about it that people have made, you know, like we're such a, we're a community that's so obsessed with educating each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And all of it is just right there at your fingertips. I mean, and and the ability to contribute uh, in various ways. So for example, if you want to start a podcast, there's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing that. Mm-mm. Look at us, right? Like <laughs> we muddle, we muddle through it on the weekly. <laughs> yeah. And you you work on multiple other podcasts. I work on multiple other podcasts. It's a great mm-hmm. environment for that. If you want to contribute to WordPress core, the barrier for entry for that, I mean, granted, um, there is a little bit of a onboarding issue, I think, with contributing to to WordPress in terms of like the the open source project. Um, I think it can be a little bit challenging for folks, but that is being worked on. Um, And there are people, you know, if you make a connection and you say, hey, I really want to contribute, but I'm I'm not sure how to do it. Somebody will get on a Zoom call with you and walk you through how to get there. I know it. Mm -hmm. I will. If you're listening to this, I will, (laughs) you know, like. And I'll do what I can too. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, the two times that I've contributed to WordPress in Make WordPress Slack, 
it was hard. It was really hard. I, my experience is very much like I do my own thing at my own pace. I, I have run my own business for quite a few years and it was hard for me to learn to work asynchronously in a team with people I didn't really know. It was difficult, but that is also such a skill. If you want to work in tech, that's a skill you're going to need to know how to have is collaborate virtually with folks in a Slack channel and have it be confusing and a little bit messy. It's a mm-hmm. great skill to learn and to, and to have on your mental portfolio as well as your physical one. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think if I'm trying to sell this to like a college kid, those are the the two things I'm really going to say is like the network is here for you. They want to see you succeed, especially Mm -hmm. if you're an underrepresented person. Right now, we are experiencing in the community a huge surge, I think, of people and companies who are like, we need to do better. We need to invest more of our money and our time in the underrepresented folks in this community and lift them up. Right. Yep. That alone, right, is a great reason to to take advantage of the opportunity. That and the the experience of contributing in Make Work Press Slack is a great incubator for mm-hmm. you to learn how to contribute to a company project. Um, I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you can master how to do that with our Slack channels, any company you join, it'll be easy peasy. <laughs> you know, we do our I think absolute you're right. <laughs> best. I know we do our, and the, the, the T the team leads for these things do their absolute best. It's a huge amount of people coming and going and it can be very messy. Right. So I think mm-hmm. if you can learn to thrive in, in our Slack communities, you can make it absolutely anywhere. And honestly, walking into a company and being able to feel very comfortable using Slack, contributing in that way, like, mm-hmm that's going to be impressive to the people you're working with, right? Like, oh man, this person really knows their way around, right? That's a great thing to have on your, on your, like checked off your, your to-do list of things to learn. Um, And then, you know, I I did kind of want to circle back to the mentorship thing. Um, Well, you had some ideas about mentorship. I mean, I feel like I've been really lucky in that people, I have all these, I call them in my head, like my WordPress aunts and uncles, you know, like you're one of my best friends. So you're kind of not on that list. You're like my WordPress mom. Um, but like, I literally referred to uh, Chris Wagman as my, as my weird WordPress uncle the other day to someone else. Right. Because like anything I need, Chris is there and has my back. Topher yeah. DeRosia is the same way. Mm-hmm. He, he texts, he messages me like once a week and asks me how I'm doing, you know, like I have yeah. all of these amazing mentors who care about me professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to hear also your, your, um, thoughts on the way our mentorship works now and maybe how it could work or, you know, what were your feelings about that? Yeah. So I think sometimes we think of mentors as just people we can ask questions to now and then, and that, and that definitely is a mentor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think we put a huge burden on our mentors by expecting them to also be like job coaches or business coaches. And so I think there's definitely a line to walk with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding a mentor is not always the easiest thing. So if you're looking for, like I've mentored people before, I've mentored people where we had a weekly meeting 
they could ask their questions. I could give guidance. I wasn't giving business advice. Like I also have coached businesses, right? So I've coached people in businesses through marketing and growth and those kinds of things. I'm talking more about the personal mentorship um, and not even job coaching, but answering those questions that people have about how they move up the ladder, how they integrate into WordPress or whatever company or whatever that it is. So it's a little bit of all those things, but it's really more focused on the individual than it is on, um, you know, specific questions about how do I use Twitter or whatever it is. But um, I've never like put myself out there as like, hey, I have an opening for a mentee. If somebody's looking for a WordPress mentor um, that I could be helpful to, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas people have come up to me and said, look, I'm really looking for a mentor that I can meet with on a regular basis. Um, you know, are you available? Are you open? And sometimes I've literally been underwater and said, I really wish I could. Here are some other people that you might approach. And other times I've been like, absolutely. How often do you want to meet? Let's figure out what this relationship work looks like so that I'm not letting you down. You're not flaking on me so that we know and we, and we set some parameters. So I think a couple of things can happen. Number one, approach people that you are interested in working with or learning from and seeing number one, if they have the time the mental ability, the mental capability. Remember that what you see on Twitter, what you see on Slack, what you see wherever is only what they're putting out publicly. Sometimes people are dealing with things like, you know, like we, we know I lost my dad recently. So taking on a mentee right now is not within my capabilities. I have too much going on in my head right now. As much as I love to help people, um, I just don't have the capability to have one more meeting a week or a month even. Um, but so when you do approach somebody and say, hey, I'm looking for a mentor, do you have the capability? No is an acceptable answer and it's nothing personal. Yeah, it really isn't. Um, so if, if somebody doesn't have the, the time, please just understand that it really has nothing to do with you and yeah. everything to do with what they have on their plate. Um, and if they say yes, I, I'd be very interested in discussing this with you further. Be prepared to answer those questions. What are you looking for specifically? Um, and if you don't know specifically, that's fine, but give some ideas, right? I'm looking to grow in and understand more how I can be part of the WordPress community. I'm looking to understand how I can do better at speaking, public mm -hmm. speaking and getting myself. So have some basic ideas that way. Also have a goal in mind. Like what is it, what do you want to see out of a mentor relationship in six months, in a year? so that you have some, some uh, milestone ideas that you can start to work towards together. And then also just make sure that the person that you're asking sees you as a good fit and that you see them as a good fit. And here's the other thing, if in two or three weeks working together or a month working together, it's not working for you, it's okay to say, I I'm, I'm, don't think that this is working for me. I, it's nothing personal, blah, 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 whatever it is, it's okay to break those relationships without breaking friendships and without having, you know, negativity. Um, so I, I, there's just a lot that goes into mental relationships. It isn't just as simple, a true, like a true mental relationship isn't as simple as just liking what somebody does and asking them a few questions, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, there's a lot of mentors that way. Uh, but, but if you're looking for an actual working mentor relationship, then you really want to make sure that things are looking are working well for both sides and that you're approaching it. Both people are approaching it with the level of engagement that needs to happen in order to move that needle and hit those, those metrics. Generally speaking, mentor relationships are not something that you pay for. Mm -hmm. 
that's not what a mentor is. Business coaching is, mm -hmm. um, public speaking coaching is, job coaching is. So if you're looking for somebody who's a coach, then expect to pay for those services. If you're looking for somebody who can mentor you, have coffee once in a while, or those kinds of relationships, you shouldn't be paying for a mentor relationship. So really kind of pay attention to what people are looking for that way too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And something you said too really resonated with me of like, so like I, a couple of years ago, I was working with Ebony Butler as like, she was mentoring me because I really wanted to try to learn how to code. I really wanted to get back into it, give it another stab. And so we were working together on a project where we were meeting on a regular basis and I was just really struggling. I really hated it. I felt like I didn't have the time and I just had to tell her, you know, look, I, we've been at this for like a month and I'm really struggling and I don't know, I feel like I don't really want to do this anymore. And she was like, that's fine we're still really great friends. We organize a Slack group together, right? Like, I don't even know if she remembers about that, right? Like it's, it was not a big deal, but it was important that I communicated with her instead of just like not showing up to our calls, you know, or right. like showing up with, with, without the, cause she would give me like homework every week of like something I should work on. So instead of mm -hmm. just showing up every week without my homework done, I was like, you know what, this is, this isn't, this, this isn't what I want to do yeah. anymore. And she was like, okay. And it's as simple as that, right? Like integrity. If, yeah. You have to bring integrity to it. That's absolutely correct. And I love that you owned up to those kinds of things. Like I thought this is what I wanted and that I, what I had time for turns out not so much right now at this point not in my enough. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think all of that definitely plays in like there's so much untapped potential for, I think more mentor mentee relationships in our community. And yeah, we don't really have right now a system for that. I think it'd be something really cool to have. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying not to fall too much too in love with the idea because I don't have time, but like, that's something that I would love to, I would love to add that to my like legacy of things I leave with WordPress is like, you know, I know I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, is there a place on underrepresented in tech where we could like have see? a mentor database? Mm. we could just add a box that says I'm interested in mentoring we have to give it some more thought we should give it some we'll more talk thought. about it later okay if you if, if anybody has ideas about these things that's what I was gonna say if know. you have any ideas or if you think this is a good idea please let us know and if if we get bomb rushed with people who are like yes yes do this then I think we should definitely give it some more thought um mm -hmm. I know we're both super busy right now but it may be it's something yeah. to to look for in the future I mean I think it's mm -hmm. It's a great idea. It's a great thing to have. And so many people would benefit from it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll give it some thought. Okay. And here's the thing. We can have good ideas that other people can own. So mm -hmm. if we've said something and you're like, oh, I could totally do that. We will support you in that. We will give you all our ideas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to own, own the digital space for it, but um yeah, if, if we've inspired you, by all means, let us know and we will give you the rest of the idea that goes with it. For sure. All right. We'll awesome. wrap up there. But yeah, if yes. you liked anything we talked about today, if you have any additional ideas to tag on to what we've said, please let us know on Twitter. We're always looking to start a conversation with you. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. 
WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. LearnDash. LearnDash is taking cutting edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.